amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's all cold down along the beach. The wind's whipping down the boardwalk. And man, you guys know what time it is? all been good and practicing real hard yeah clients you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now so santa bring you a new saxophone right everybody out there been good or what oh that's not many not many you guys in trouble out here (laughs) and you better watch out you better not cry you better not bow i'm telling you why And welcome to another bleeping podcast. Yes, we are the audio equivalent of your Christmas leftovers. Um, I'm your co-host, Cranky Gordon, and uh, we have a special episode tonight. In fact, it was kind of the episode that um, when when I was brainstorming it, I was thinking that I wanted nobody to listen to it. It would just be me talking about some of my favorite old songs you know, play with a soundboard and mess around for half an hour, but the idea grew, and uh, now we're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about music of the season, and i um, really pleased to have um, sort of like my musical big brother as our co-host, our very own Smat. Um, he's the guy, you remember, the big brother or big sibling that would be, always bring the, the new CD or the record or the cassette home, and, you know, be the first person to hear it. Maybe even they got you their first sip of beer, you know, the cool big sibling. Well, that's Matt. And say hello, Matt. Hello. Good evening. Man, we're really glad I to was have never- you. If you recall, Matt's the gentleman who actually gets used to work with bands. Do you you managed a music club, right? Yes. Yes, for several years in the late 80s and uh, early 90s, so it was a good time for music. Yeah, and you got some stories that I could only like drool at as you tell them, including, of course, my favorite band of all time, Collective Soul. Yes, mine too. <laughs> You're not letting me uh, provoke you, are you? <laughs> not this time, we already did that one. Okay, did fair enough. Episode. Yeah, so... Um, thanks to, uh, to, our to Dawn and, and the other folks at, uh, Bleep It Podcast, we put out a call to a lot of you guys to share your favorite, um, Christmas songs, seasonal songs, winter songs in general, and, uh, we're interested also, like, in your, in your memories behind it. You know, I'll start just briefly. I, I picked, uh, that Santa Claus is Coming to Town song by Bruce. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about it. 
it would have been about 1982. <clears throat> I was brand new to like rock music in general. And uh, so I didn't know who anybody was, but I, I hear this guy, he's like, Clarence, do you want a new saxophone? <laughs> have y'all been good? And I'm like, you know, who is this black guy? You know, having no clue what uh, Springsteen was. <laughs> and then I, I learned later, you know, oh, that's Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and they have a black saxophone player. I go, oh, is that him? Is that the guy who was doing the Santa Claus song? It's like, no, 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 that, that, that's the saxophone player. That was Bruce Springsteen. Anyway, it's just sort of funny that, um, you know, sort of the innocence of the time. I wouldn't have known a Bruce Springsteen from the Kinks, from the Rolling Stones at the time. But, you know, just the memory of hearing it for the first time. Do you yeah, he sounds was, like that, Matt? I do. And it's kind of, it's, you know, not being into music, but, or I hadn't really gotten too deeply into live music at the time, but there was a band out of um, Minnesota called Trip Shakespeare that played uh, where I lived every once in a while. And uh, I just went with a friend to see him and they, they just, they just beautiful harmonies and beautiful music. But they did a, uh, a song called snow days and it happened to be February. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's a neat song uh, about a teacher, uh, getting time off and it's just a, it's a good little homage to, uh, to apparently someone they loved. Without is that is listening in the chat. Can you, have you heard of trip Shakespeare? I was giving buddy Matt some crap about it a few moments ago because he was like, Matt was the guy who like listened to the college stations while you were all like listening to your Cindy Loppers and your Van Halens. The Van Halen is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, is that? <laughs> well, if well, they haven't heard Trick Shakespeare, they should look him up. But the uh, singer and the bass player from Trip Shakespeare later became uh, Semisonic, so everyone knows closing time and couple of their songs. Yeah. Well, I just happen to have the song here. You want, Let me put on a better minute of it, if you're cool with that. Yep. It builds. Patience, my friends. <laughs> on the ground It's coming down Slow day for the teacher And her wheels are spinning now On the count of winter Mrs. Braintree All the roads are closed And the stores are
That was pretty cool. I could see it growing on me. What year did you say that was? Oh, that would have been, I think that song probably came out in 88, 89. Oh, they've been around for uh, quite a while. Yeah, they were um, a lot, you know, a lot of their stuff is much more energetic and kind of indie pop, but uh, they do some really nice, and the bass player is just, he's one of the best guys in music, always plays for Ellis, and it's, it's just a really, from a from a sound guy's perspective, it's one of the, one of the best bass sounds you'll hear. Now, we put the question out to some of our friends over on Twitter for a while. And uh, I just want to call out a couple of the, of the winners here. First of all, I don't know if, if our buddy Deebs is online. But Deebs, um, you dirty dog, you win uh, most naughty song with Backdoor Santa, which is a little bit bad Santa and... Um, What's that movie with Eddie Murphy that just came out on Netflix? Oh, his stand-up? No, no, it's, uh, oh gosh, My Name is Dolomite. Did you have a chance to see that? Oh, I've not seen that. Oh my gosh, okay. I'm not going to go do a, what do you call it, Chris Farley with, awesome. (laughs) Well, now I have to see it. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Make sure the kids are in bed. But uh, let's give a little bit of um, backdoor Santa. A little shout out to Deebs. They call me backdoor Santa. I make my runs about to break a day. Funny that it's just so obvious that Santa's a bad guy, bad boy. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. I mean, with Clarence Carty, he is. Uh, Pretty shocking that didn't get top 40. <laughs> we ain't talking no milk and cookies. Ho, ho, ho. I had not heard that artist before either. <laughs> oh, he had a very popular, uh, very dirty song that everybody line danced to in the, I guess in the 90s mostly, but. They probably still play it at country bars. Oh, really? It's recent. I sort of, thought, I sort of pegged that for like a seventies. Well, I don't know when that one came out, but um, I don't even know when the I can't name escapes me now. Someone could probably know it in the comments, but uh, yeah, it just some some reason that this song became like a huge line dance thing with the country scene. Really? Do you recall the name of the other song? It wouldn't wouldn't have been Backdoor Santa, would it? 
No, it wasn't. I'm trying to remember the name of the other song. I can remember some of the lyrics, but I can't repeat them on family radio. <laughs> okay, we'll just have to wait till we do a, a slightly harder show. Oh, uh, Odd Lang Norm, Ron says White Lines. Does that ring a bell? Uh, it might have been. Stroking, that was it. Stroking. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Billy because Squire, that's not an obvious it. title on a song. Stroking. Hmm. All right, so coming in next on our list of winning songs, I like this one because... It received three votes, one from Dawn and two from Aggie. Everybody seems to love Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis, which I hadn't even heard of either. I'd heard it. I just the uh, back when MTV played videos, um, it had a pretty pretty funny video for it, and it's a. I mean, it is a good song you know, pretty much all the way around, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was fun just to get a, a not very typical Christmas song that wasn't like horrible. I was at lunch today and I'd gotten through the whole Christmas season without hearing the, the worst Christmas song in history. And, and it played on the, uh, the streaming music at the restaurant. And that's, uh, the, the Billy Idol Christmas or Billy uh, Squire Christmas song. Oh my gosh! Right, I'm glad no one brought that one up. <laughs> if, if you haven't seen the video. Oh, it's painful. Speaking of the video, I saw Christmas in Hollis for the first time today. I must have missed the whole MTV era in it. What was it like? Seven dollars? Was the video made on like seven bucks? The song is great. We're going to listen to a little bit of it, but I thought the video was like, I don't know, just a big hunk of cheese. Yeah, they did very, almost nothing. Okay. <laughs> so, probably filled it in one of their mom's kitchens or dining rooms. Right. I mean, I think even one of the guys, his beard wasn't even on properly when he handed the controls over to, I guess, the Hispanic elf that what, yeah. Crazy with the naughty button. Too specific. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear a couple. Nin- 1980, 1987 videos, high tech. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but Devo had some pretty good videos back in the day. They did. They really did. Yeah. There was so, some really. Sorry. There were some fun ones that kind of got out there. All right. As long as also with some really truly horrible ones. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It, it is fun to go back to look at, at what, we, what, what they managed to pull off in the mid-80s. In fact, one of the videos, I swear, it looks like somebody ran some sort of 4K, you know, 4 kilobyte program on a, on a VIC-20 to, to create some of the special effects on the video. Yes. Yep. There was some uh, there was some sketchy stuff. <laughs> so Don, if you're on, we're going to play a little bit of Christmas and Hollis. Aggie, you voted for this one twice, so maybe you'll pick it up later. 
Stay put. Don't go anywhere till I get back. Understand me? Nice. The elf is even more creepy than the Burger King guy. <laughs> was kind of innocent up until uh, the first NWA album, I would think. <laughs> yep. Really enjoyable. Now, Run DMC was uh, Walk This Way, right? That was everybody's big hit. Yeah, with Aerosmith, yeah. Right. And Tone Low confused. Yeah, they were around the same time, but no Christmas song from them. <laughs> I have one more fun shout out. We'll we'll go through the honorable mentions as well, but um I just couldn't resist this. Um you know, inappropriate Ordi Amish man, our crazy brother on Twitter. Yes. Oh yes. Okay. He's gonna knock your socks off with Carol of the Bells. And not just any version, the Ukrainian version. Yeah, that I mean he's really going kind of obscure with this. I don't think many people have heard Carol of the Bells. <laughs> Heck, the original Ukrainian. That's I know, right I, I, know I didn't better. have to sing it like 900 times in high school. <laughs> yeah, already really, he reached back for that one. Rather <laughs> than... Well, yeah. I kind of like the Alice's Restaurant suggestion. I have no idea how that's a Christmas girl, but okay. Or Christmas song. Right. That was Prodigious Mrs. B that brought that one. And I had actually a my really only I don't think I've ever heard a recorded version of it I had a teacher in high school that was a hippie 
And last day of the semester, he brought his guitar in and sang all 37 verses. Oh it took gosh. it really? took the entire it took the entire class period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it is typically a Thanksgiving song, and I saw the, I saw the suggestion in the, in the Twitter thread, and I think somebody did mention that. It's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, this one goes. Uh, Alice's restaurant goes out to prestigious Mrs. B, who got the holiday wrong. But yeah. <laughs> It was but hey, we're only minutes, right? 320 days from Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you're saying it's early, not late. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. So what other sample did you bring? I'm oh, sorry, say that again, please. I said, what other sample did you bring? Oh, I got a few more here. Actually, uh, some that you might like. Like the ones you suggested. Let's talk about um, your love hate with Hazy Shade of Winter. Oh, I hated it when it was Simon and Garfunkel, and then when the Bengals did it, then I was okay. Yeah, kind of like the song a little more. It's something, it may have something to do with Susanna Hoffs, but I would never admit that. Yeah, there's a, a certain charm she had in this a little bit, <laughs> but I really do. I mean, I like the version better, just a little kind of more rocky, uh, more energetic version. I'm sure the Simon and Garfunkel people will be very angry, but something sort of funny to me about Simon and Garfunkel is, you know, how the Lemonheads covered Mrs. Robinson. Yes. Basically, a uh, folk duet, but man, their right. songs—the lyrics, like the boxer, and you know—they really would make great hard-rocking songs. Well, they did. I mean, the you mentioned the Lemonheads and then Disturbed, doing yes. sound silence, and and yeah, you put those, you put something a little heavier underneath, and they had, and they were some very good songs. I just. You know, at the at the time, you know, growing up in the seventies, they were just kind of this, you know, little folky, boring thing in my mind. But yeah, people have done some great covers. Exactly. I mean, like I, like you were saying, I mean, the the lyrics are uh, great songs, and yes, I know the folksy stuff sounds as good, but I mean, it's like all you have to do is add like an electric guitar and a good bass line and. Wow. <laughs> In fact, Founders Girl, our friend Founders Girl, says she likes I Am a Rock. That would have been a good... Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> that would have worked. Oh, Founders Girl with the hippie parents. Yes. Probably got the Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> I had the pleasure of interviewing Founders Girl and her brother. He's like like Mega Man, and she's Founders Girl. They're like the children of hippies. I kind of dig that because that means you know um, when you rebel against your hippie parents, you might end up conservative. Exactly. There's only one way to go. <laughs> right. Counterculture, baby. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so I don't think Sin in New H is listening, and that's okay because. Um, 
She picked Hugo Winter Holler's Orchestra and Chorus, Christmas Magic 1958. Uh, Strangely, no, I could not find that on YouTube. Well, you know, you can always listen to AM radio. I mean, no offense. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's calling a request. Yeah. Mm, nice. We'll, we'll, we'll just. Uh, that was a new one, Phil. Sorry? I said that was a new one. Oh, really? Tia? Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, so much of Christmas music. And no offense to my Christian friends or all of you guys. I just. It takes me back to a mall and <laughs> not necessarily the happiest place. And Bing Crosby, Winter Wonderland, or whatever it is he sings. Oh my gosh. I heard it twice in one day and was ready to denounce everything. I'm not the hugest fan either, but it's now it's almost over. Yes. <laughs> and I'm pleased that we get to, uh, you and I get to reflect on some of the best, most offbeat stuff here. My last shout-out here, according to the list, and I did enjoy this very much. I don't know if you're here, Brad, but the Brian Setzer Orchestra covering number, numerous um, Christmas songs, good stuff. Did you have a chance to hear that? I did, and I actually got to um, see a show they did um, uh, after Stray Cats when he started the orchestra thing, and, and it was just... And it's not exactly my wheelhouse for favorite music, but, but you talk about a a very the most energetic Christmas show I've ever seen in my life. Because um, they they really tore it up, and it was a really good production. Hmm. That's the kind of album. If I had to, I think there was about oh. It was maybe 18, 20 people at the show. It was a kind of a smaller place where I saw it, but, um, you know, that's the kind of Christmas music. If I had to put on Christmas music, like at a party or something, I'd probably put, grab something like that. What do you think of his, like, faithfulness to the original big band swing that he's uh, appropriating, for want of a better word? Oh, I thought he was great. I thought, I mean, I was pretty, I was really shocked when, you know, when he went that direction, because he didn't really strike me. He just seemed like a, you know, kind of a thrash, you know, hipster kind of stuff. And and to see him go back and, and doing, those, doing the classics was kind of neat. Yes, I did. It's funny, you know, like Sting leaves the police and like goes into like pretentious jazz and Brian Setzer takes his fifties stuff and does goes even further back. Right. I enjoy. Oh that. yeah, I like seeing you know some of that when uh, like Neil Peart from Rush they were on one of their breaks or you know and he went back and started doing all the Buddy Rich and the old jazz stuff and it was you know it was fun to watch. Believe it or not, I can't believe I missed that. I didn't know he did that. Yep. There's actually, before Buddy Rich died, they have a video together. They've been playing together. It's quite something. Hmm. I know what I'm doing after this show in three short minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, 
I guess I guess we should start the wrap up. And I just want to thank you, man, for being on. I, I'm not exaggerating when I say I really admire your uh, breadth and depth of music, plus your real life experience with it. And I thank you for being on. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. It's always it's always fun, and and uh, you know get to talk about something you love to do. So I'm always happy to be here. Cool. So where can our listener listeners sorry find you <laughs> on twitter it's it's uh mdrache it's m-d-r-a-c-h-e and it's been uh it's been a long 12 years on twitter but still hanging in there cool yeah love to banter with you there and uh so he's a good follow people me i'm a Still cranky AF, as you probably know. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. uh, And uh, catch you in January really soon. So uh, thanks for listening, folks. And uh, gosh, I hate to say happy holidays. But Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah to you. Take care, guys. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.